Clint, now you're gonna feel a little discombobulated from the chrono shift. Don't worry about it. Wait, wait, wait a second. Let me ask you something. If we can do this, you know, go back in time, why don't we just find baby Thanos, you know, and... First of all, that's horrible. It's Thanos. And secondly, time doesn't work that way. Changing the past doesn't change the future. Look, we go back, we get the stones before Thanos gets them. Thanos doesn't have the stones. Problem solved. Bingo. That's not how it works. Well, that's what I heard. Wait, but who? Who told you that? Star Trek, Terminator, Time Cop, Time After Time. Quantum Leap. Wrinkle in Time, Somewhere in Time. Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Basically, any movie that deals with time travel. Die Hard. Hello and welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your host, Jeffrey. And I. Hello, hello, and welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, especially well, from Coachella. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I did that intro, and as I was reading it, I, it felt like I, ha- we, I haven't been back in like a m- in months. It's been two weeks. And uh, I know, the same amount of time yeah. in between each oh, episode. Oh, my but, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Uh, if my voice sounds a little groggy <laughs> today, guys, it's because, uh, yes, I just came back from Coachella this past weekend, weekend one. And you had a great time. Great time. That's the thing. Amazing it's time. The indicator of if a great any time. of our listeners uh, kept up with Coachella and they know what it went through this yeah. past weekend and all the drama. No doubt. Yeah. It was just confusing <laughs> in person. I didn't, yeah. I bet. Yeah. yeah. But it was fun. Great yeah. time. Glad to be back. Mm-hmm. Now my body's slowly recovering this week <laughs> because it needs to prepare for the premiere of Guardians of, Guardians of the Galaxy. 3. Well, so here's the thing. We've not yet gotten access to the premiere the disrespect honestly like yeah, i know how <laughs> do they not they? know who we are don't they know i'm just kidding truly <laughs> um so yeah so guardians is coming up real quick yeah all the promos are out there speaking of coachella and guardians jeffrey stopped by their amazing pop-up uh activation nowhere yeah nowhere which was seemed pretty cool it was really cool it was a super cool pop-up yeah i remember i was telling you and you were saying that you were reading online that people are like yeah, disappointed people are of it yeah they're like, and i'm like well I, I don't think it's made to be like this whole interactive thing no, it's just supposed to be like a quick pit stop sure yeah. grab some free gear see some cool props yeah. and it was really cool there was a photo booth free photo I know did you do the photo yeah, we did. booth oh, okay we I was s- like I didn't see the picture but yeah yeah. oh yeah cool. Sam and I did it twice oh, I good. think Sam has the because yeah. it was only printouts yeah yeah so yeah, she yeah. has those that's cool um, but then yeah just all the free swag yeah. like um, Dive made a post on our Instagram, on Instagram. I, 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 as soon as like <laughs> When I got there, I was like, oh, I'm going to grab content. I need to take pictures. I'm going to send it to Guy immediately. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> and, and yeah, super cool. It was pretty cool stuff, yeah. seeing all the props. There was um, Thanos's double-sided blade. Yeah, that, I forgot what it's called. It's, yeah, the, yeah, the, it's a sick blade. The, the blasters. Yeah. Bunch of cool little like Easter eggs. The Walkman's in there. Yeah. Cosmo chilling. Yeah, um, Yondu and Kraglin's the, thing. Yeah, the Finn. Yeah, the Finn. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool. With the, yeah. Also, them outside in the suits. Uh, we got reposted by Marvel. That was pretty cool. I didn't expect that. Because, like, you know, as what happens sometimes, we just get notification, notification, notification. I'm like, sure, okay, sure, sure, whatever. 
but it was nonstop. And I was like, what happened? My face was on Marvel's <laughs> Studios' story. Yeah. I was kind and of insane. And Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my God. Yeah. So I screenshotted doubled. that immediately. Oh yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, I like, seen oh. them both. I was like, oh yes. And, and then they doubled down and did it on Twitter as well, which is really cool. So I was like, all right. All right. Senpai noticed us. It was good. It was yeah, good. Yeah. Planting the seeds. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Right. Um, but that's really awesome. I, I quite honestly, I, I almost drove out there myself just to go see it just because I'm that person but um thankfully jeff brought back all this cool stuff mm-hmm. um and so yeah for for those who who aren't familiar with what they're giving away there's like a giant glowy ring thing yeah so basically it's a pit stop yeah. on your way to coachella and it's basically yeah. a, the free stuff and the free swag is basically things yeah. that'll kind of prepare you for a, yeah. like the dust and the and the wind and the heat yeah. or just to like help you at, at festivals so yeah they got bandanas. They had yep. sunglasses. They had earbuds. Earplugs. Yeah, earbuds. And then a, a glow glow light thingy to kind of help you be seen at night or be found cool. at night. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. And the bandanas come in the different colors, which are representational of the suits that they wear um, both in the trailer and on site on that little activation site. So that's really cool. Have you watched any of the official clips? <laughs> that's hilarious. No, of course not. <laughs> I'm still saving even, even right now as they're doing their press tour, I've not watched anything mm. because I'm just like, something's going to happen. I'm going to hear or see something that is complete giveaway of what happens sure. and I'm going to be ruined. <laughs> so I'm really playing it safe. Um, but it, it, it's, it's really nice to see that Palm and Chris Pratt and, and uh, you know, Karen are kind of taking the helm as yeah. far as this tour goes so far. Um, I'm hoping Zoe will join in at some point, but it looks like it's going to be just those three. I can't so, wait to see who pops up at the, at the Hollywood premiere. At the premiere yeah. Oof. So, so yeah. So back to that, we're, we're, you know, going to see the film on opening night at the, uh, fan event at the El Capitan. So hopefully they'll bring in some, some, uh, special guests there. Um, yeah, really, really excited for that. You know, what else is, um, you know, garden guardians related. I, I don't know if you saw this, but I complained about this on social media too, <laughs> was that the HelloFresh yeah. like, collaboration. So they dropped, I don't know, somebody responded to me that they released 167 boxes Oh wow! of these very special Guardians of the Galaxy themed HelloFresh boxes. And they, they were quite literally gone in one minute. I went oh on gosh. at 9 a.m. and I was like, oh, refreshed. I was gone. filling in my information and it was like, sorry, you just missed out. And I was like, that's insane. It was 47 seconds. You know what I mean? Um, so there are two more weeks. So if you want to try and you're listening to this episode, be sure to log on to HelloFreshAdventure.com, I believe. And um, they're giving away boxes uh, this coming Monday as well as the Monday of the, the movie release week. So 9 a.m. drop. I guess they're free. I don't know. I'm oh, not wow. sure if they're free or if you have to pay for them. But but yeah, they're very limited from what I you can tell. And they come with all this cool movie related, uh, you know, recipes and swag and snacks and stuff. So good luck. Um, but what I wanted to, to say that I was excited for was that, Jeff, did you realize it's our second anniversary? Oh, it's April. Oh, my gosh. Is it wild? <laughs> Happy anniversary. Oh, my God. Two years. Two years. 
Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Congrats. That's awesome. Isn't Hell yeah, crazy? dude. Yeah. So, so happy anniversary. I wanted Woo. to make sure to say that. Um, and, you know, like semi-related, but related and not related. We do have some awesome, awesome news to share finally. Um, but only our Patreon patrons know right now. Like I shared it with them a, a couple of days ago over the weekend. Um, uh, so if you'd like to know ahead of the game, please join our Patreon patron circle. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just going to have to wait until our next episode to find out. Sorry. Um, but it's going to be a pretty good time. Let's just say that. Um, and then, you know, before we get into today's episode, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania is officially available digitally. Um, so that's out in the world. If you haven't seen it yet, go ahead and check it out. Uh, also, the Marvel's teaser trailer dropped. Exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. Looks very cool. I think it is also Brie Larson's year again because she has this and then she also has the Fast and the Furious oh, 10 is she movie. In that? Yeah. <laughs> she is. I knew she was in like a couple of them, but yeah, I, like, yeah, I have yeah. no scope I, of that. I enjoyed it. How yeah. did you, what do you think about it? Is she a bad guy or a good guy? Oh, in, um, in Fast and Furious. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know mm. yet. Because Charlize Theron, Theron yes. is in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and what she's do you a think, bad guy. What did you think about the Marvels trailer? I loved the trailer. Like, I unexpectedly loved loved it. Like, I wasn't honestly sure uh-huh. what to expect at all. Like, I, I honestly wasn't sure that we would see all three of them, let alone... Together. Together, <laughs> and then the answers that were that we were questioning yeah like, you know before like like the kamala thing why are they changing places all that yeah. good stuff like they very seamlessly kind of gave you the answer like okay here's monica here's what she's doing she's working with nick and space and then boom 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 they're all they're all triangulating yeah and synced up somehow per their powers so good and so they're switching places and then we got a first look of at zoe um ashton yes as as a kree soldier of some sort yes so she looks amazing, um, very much like her partner. She was getting given off some Loki vibes, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if they'll ever share screen time together." Um, but but yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, really excited. It's it's kind of wild that that's just a teaser trailer. I know. Not, so not we're not going to see fledged. anything for another maybe month, couple months. Couple of months at least, yeah, because they they have to do like a halfway point to november so that's when it's really yeah, gonna get crazy because after yeah because after guardians yep. it's gonna be a secret invasion secret invasion yeah. like like promo yeah. and then maybe after that runs its course yep then maybe it's marvel stuff <laughs> exactly crazy. and that's not counting all the other disney plus drops that might which happen. i still forget that what is happening but yeah <laughs> yeah it's gonna be wild so so get ready for summer um that's really really fun and exciting stuff um, so that said, uh, we can roll into today's character study. Um, but before that, of course, we're not experts. We don't claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. So for today, you know, we're, we're taking it back, um, all the way to Iron Man and, and that circle of characters and, and revisiting somebody who's been there since like really the dawning of the MCU. And that of course is James Rhodes, otherwise known as War Machine. Woo! <laughs> and so um, it's funny because I'm j- jumping into this almost immediately. There's a very distinct way of saying War Machine, which I just did, uh-huh. which is reminiscent of what he sounded like in the cartoon. Oh, really? Yeah, he would, like, every time they came on screen, they would, like, announce themselves, and he would be like, War Machine. <laughs> and it was James Avery 
who was Uncle Phil, and maybe I remember taking it back to our first episode where I misnamed him as Uncle Carl with such conviction. I remember that. (laughs) Um, But yes, so James Avery was his voice, and so he used to have this very broad, like, Yes. War Machine. Yeah. Oh wow. So I'm not gonna try and say it all the time. But <laughs> but yeah, so War Machine, we're gonna we're gonna dive into this character. Very beloved in his own right. Uh originally created by John Byrne, David Michelini, and Bob Layton. Um and his first appearance, I'm gonna have you guess the cover price. Let me put my finger over this. But here's the cover of the first comic that features War Machine. He is not on the oh my cover. Gosh. It is Tony Stark yeah. diving out of a helicarrier, trying to pull together his suit. Yeah. So, so before we get into the 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 suit, the the cover details, do you want to give a stab at the cover price first? Oh, oh, you're covering it. <laughs> yeah, I'm covering. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. What was my last one? I think so, it, was, it was like 12 cents or whatever. Yes, 12 cents was 1963 for X Men number one, and so this is Iron Man 118. Cover dated October 1978. So it's 15 years later. Gosh. I'm going to go 20 cents. <laughs> Not bad. It is unfortunately a bit off. These comments. 35 Oh my cents. God. Inflation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, 35, 35 cents. cents. So you could pick this up for 35 cents back in the day. And so this is an interesting cover, though, because I know I saw your immediate curiosity. You're like, what is happening? I'm like, where is he? <laughs> and also, is it because of the suit being in like in a briefcase? Yeah. And he's like, so back in back in the day, very quickly, you know, Tony had to physically put on each piece of his suit. Oh, yeah. And so he would have to slide on the gloves and put on the chest plate. And, and it's, we love that. It's, yeah, it's very 2.0. We love that. <laughs> so that's what's happening there. Um but yeah, so this this uh, comic in particular, uh, it's it does skew on a cheaper side of things for first appearance, um, mostly in part because this is just James Rhodes. It's yeah. not War Machine. It's not etc. All the other stuff we're going to talk about shortly. But so you know this this book on short box goes for um, four twenty five. 425 bucks for Ferrodi's first appearance at a CGC 9.4. Oh my gosh. Which is pretty good. Yeah. And it's pretty great. Um, it's almost like new. Um, whereas on eBay, a CGC 9.8 is about $900. So almost double. 0.4 points higher, double the price. Almost, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Whereas the lowest um, CGC 8.0, which is still fantastic. That was the lowest I could find. Um, 80 bucks, both on eBay and Shortbox. For the same grade. So if you're looking for a pretty decent copy of this appearance and you love Rhodey, I mean, 80 bucks is, is nothing to, to laugh at. Um, and then, of course, there, there are a couple of Lucy's out there um, for about 200 bucks, which is interesting. I don't know that logic, <laughs> but maybe that person doesn't realize that you can get a graded version yeah. for so much cheaper. Um, so, yeah, so the, as the, the question of questions... When was your first exposure to the character? Iron Man two one. Oh, I was gonna say I was like what? Oh, because I yeah I had Don Cheeto just imprinted I in know, my mind. I know that's so, gonna be yes. a discussion in itself. Mm. So yeah, yeah, young Terrence Howard, you know. Yeah, yeah. Next time, baby. Next time. <laughs> so I did. I did almost identical 
to what I did for Professor Xavier, which is our last episode, number 52, I watch, I went in going, I'm just going to watch one and two. I'll be good. Uh No, I watched all three because of course. Yeah. And you're right. I will give it to you. Three is not as bad as I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, I've, I realize now that I remembered things very like subjectively, right? Like I remembered parts of it and I didn't love those parts, but the rest of the movie, I actually do like And also if you think about it, it's like at the core of it, it's Tony having severe mental health yeah, issues. It is. It's so much darker. <laughs> like it's in very severe, man. Yeah, yeah. And so we're gonna dabble a bit in, in that talk as well um throughout this episode. But yeah, it, revisiting all three in succession and I didn't didn't go off course and and watch the other stuff but I thought yeah they were all very good movies all three of them were very good number three is remind me it's the one with that's the Christmas one with little kid little kitty like oh yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, he gets shot out the air he ends up in this small town the kid brings him up yeah and it's particularly it stands out a little bit more than the previous two because the first two were more like machine based and this third one was more of like they're mutating people and say that they had those people that were human bombs oh the Killian stuff right and so the people were blowing up all over the place. I think that's Mandarin. where I think that's where people. Yeah. It was a whole Mandarin thing too. It was definitely like, the Mandarin. Yeah, it was 100% the Mandarin thing for me. I remember so distinctly, like when I was sitting in that theater and he popped up as Sir Sir Ben Kingsley. I was yeah. like, I was like, wait, what? And then he was like, Oh, I'm just an actor. I'm just an actor. <laughs> and I was like, What? <laughs> yeah. And of course, we've talked about this in our in our Shang Chi episode. So. That all is well there, but yeah, it, it was an interesting rewatch. Um, but for me, uh, yeah, yeah it, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, I think it's a, a, a fun movie. Like, yeah. I think I've rewatched it a couple times in the past. I'm like, oh, this is fun. It gave me one of like my favorite scenes ever. It's when um, he calls the the house party protocol. Yeah, yeah I, I can't believe I remember that. Holy, holy crap! <laughs> the house party protocol. You and have the, a keen sense for all the Iron Man stuff. I realize. I mean, he is my like my fave. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, <laughs> and then, um, and, and Tony gets into a, a suit. Comes to him. He's he's he 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 t modes it. Yeah. T poses it. Yeah. And then and then Rhodey's like he's like oh yeah what about me and he t poses and then he's like. Uh, sorry, buddy. They're all programmed to me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's great that you remember that because we're actually going to talk about something very related to that uh, in just a few minutes. Um, but yeah, for me, the the first exposure to the character, I could not remember if it was perhaps the the Marvel superhero video game, mm. the trading cards, or the cartoon because the cartoon came around ninety three, four, or five which is all on the heels of the X-Men one. Oh, okay. So that's why it's like pretty ingrained in my brain from that point. Um, so it's a bit of, of those around that, that time. But, um, but yeah, you know, like again, it, the, the cartoon really influenced me mm-hmm. for the character because he was like the sub character. He, it was Tony and Rhodey. And then the other characters just kind of in and out. They had Mandarin, I think. Um, I don't even think Pepper was in it. I can't remember to be honest, but it was very much about those two guys. And so the the trading card that I have here, um, I only have a couple. One, one of which is the um, 94 Hildebrandt Brothers Marvel Masterpieces. And this was something very funny because like back in the day, I'm showing Jeff two identical, seemingly identical cards. Um, back in the day, this was like, okay, cool. You got a card. Great. 
And so they started to do this thing where they would incentivize, like, you could get a signature oh, series yeah. version. And so they've just etched the artist's Signature. <laughs> signatures into the card. And it used to be such a big deal, dude. And so That's how they get you. I know. And I have two of these um, for War Machine. But on the one I'm actually going to read, this is, uh, do they list the artist? I don't think they do. And it is Joe Jusco. Oh, this is the Joe Jusco set. Um, so let's see how much this resonates with you, Jeff. So, War Machine, real name, James Rhodes. Group affiliation, Avengers West Coast. Uh, when death seemed imminent for Tony Stark, the man inside the Iron Man armor, he feared the world would be without the technological hero's protection. So he created a new suit of battle armor for his friend and longtime associate, Jim Rhodes, so that Rhodes might carry on responsibilities of Iron Man, but Rhodes soon carved out his own legend as the unstoppable war machine <laughs> and now with stark's recovery there are two iron warriors to protect the planet interesting and then the very very bottom of this card it says in the beginning dot 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 jim rhodes substituted as iron man for a time while tony stark was incapacitated oh my gosh so there's a stark difference right there right yeah. off the bat and so, as we get into this, all about James Rupert, Jim, Rhodey, Rhodes. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> a mouthful. Rupert. J-R-J-R-J. <laughs> J-R-R-J-R. Junior, junior. That's crazy. Yeah, so Rupert. I don't know where... They, they really emphasize Rupert for some reason, which is really funny to me. I'm like, hey. Rupert. And, and so, when we're first introduced to Rhodey in the books, it's, it's truly a fragment of a cameo. And so, I have it here for you. He, he literally only has one speech bubble. Uh-huh. And so this is Rhodes right here. Yeah. And all he says is this one bubble. <laughs> so do you want to read it? <laughs> uh-huh. On raring, raring, raring? Raring to go. On raring to go, Mr. <laughs> Star. Just give me a minute to grab a thermos of coffee. And Is this guy from the South? I, this, I don't know. Like, right? where is he supposed to be from? The inflection is, yeah. is implied there. And so, yeah, he's introduced as, as Tony's personal pilot when we first meet him here. Got it. Which I feel is incredibly different from when we first meet him in the MCU. Oh, which, I, I can tell you exactly. Oh, I keep thinking of... James of, of Don Cheadle's entrance. <laughs> no. Dang it. So, um, of course, you know, the original uh, roadie in the MCU is first portrayed by uh, Terrence Howard. And then, of course, after by, and more prominently, by by Don Cheadle. Um, yeah. I, is he in the, was he in his Air Force suit? Yeah, he was. And he, it, yeah, he, he's already established that he is serving and yep. he, he is familiar with Stark. They have these dealings because Stark is an arms dealer of Basically, sorts. Basically, he creates... Creates weapons. He, weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, and so they're they're linked up from that, from the get, just because of that. Yeah. So, so in the comics, it's very different. You know, it's like he's he's part of his, you know, he's a pilot. He's his personal pilot. He's a oh, chauffeur in, okay. in sorts, right? And so it's later clarified that Rhodey is an aviator engineer for Stark Industries, as well as a seasoned successful military pilot so he's got all they're they're slowly establishing okay so he's not just some helicopter driver he, he yeah. is very much a man that has a background that's definitely like of quality of of experience and so 
Um, and an especially interesting facet about the character in the books is that, you know, while people know him as War Machine, like they just expect, like, oh, he's War Machine. Like the card mentioned, he was actually Iron Man first. Mm. So when Rhodey debuted, it was 118 in October of 1978. And then he becomes Iron Man in Iron Man 169, cover dated April 1983, about five years after he made his first debut here in this one panel. And so um, it it's it's during this part of Tony's story where he's he is debilitated, he's incapacitated in, in many ways. And so Rhodey is kind of dealt with like a crisis situation where... He's like, I got to do something. Yeah. And so he puts on the armor and it starts, it's a cliffhanger. So at the end of 169, he's holding the helmet over his head. Um, so the, here's the cover of 170 and it's, they're like, oh, who is it? <laughs> and it's, it's Rhodey. And so it's not official until 170 that he actually takes on um, the, 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 the tenure of becoming Iron Man. Um, and so, you know, Coming back to, you know, going back to what you had said earlier about, you know, Iron Man 3 being really like Tony's journey and kind of breakdown of of a normal functioning human being. Like it really is about his struggle with alcohol and and uh, depression and PTSD. Um, that was very much from the comics as well. There's this uh, short nine issue um, mini arc in the book's that was called, uh, referred to as demon in a bottle. And so they very much pulled a lot of those elements from the comics and put them into the movies into different ways. And, and it was especially during this time where Rhodey was kind of taking on the duties for Tony because he just couldn't do it. Mm. And so a lot of, I don't know if I have screenshots here, but a lot of the panels, I mean, it's just really... Uh, like he's, <laughs> Rhodey is struggling to be Iron Man as much as Tony is struggling to just be Tony Stark. Uh, and it's really unfortunate, but you do see parts of that Tony in the Robert Downey Jr. version where he's quippy, but you can tell he's full of like pain and he's like, I can't do this. I can't be Iron Man anymore. I can't yeah. do this. And he almost faces that in every movie, right? Because mm -hmm. he has to upgrade the arc reactor and then, you know. All that good stuff. Um, but for Rhodey in the books, you know, his his time as Iron Man was cut short because like you mentioned just here with the with you know the T pose, he he couldn't calibrate with the system in the comics. because uh, it's all formatted for, for Tony. Tony. Yeah, so he has the same problem. So I'm like, geez, man, you, when you watch the movies, they really did like even if it's a small sliver of an Easter egg. Yeah, it's still there, and it's very much reflective of the comic. And so, um, Rhodey started to get these really bad headaches in the comics, where he couldn't, he couldn't, he almost couldn't function not only in the suit but in everyday life. And so he had to, he had to stop. He had to stop do, you know, be, being Iron Man, if you will. And so, um, uh, you know, like Tony. Tony refused to take back the suit. He felt like it was it was ruining his life. Uh -huh. He was like, "No, you're better at it. You can do it. You can do it." And yeah. he, you know, meanwhile, Tony's like guzzling, <laughs> sure, you know, whiskey and alcohol and all that stuff, vodka, what have you. <laughs> um, poor guy. 
And it's and it's so literal in the comic books. Like he literally has a bottle in his hand throughout these these moments. And so, but anyway, he you know he he's on the on the mend, and he tells Rhodey like you know you got to do this. I can't do it. And so Rhodey, Rhodey, and he kind of leans into it. He's like, sure, I'll I'll give it a chance again. And then you know, Tony then refers him to help to get help from Doctor Hank Pym, and so. All again, it's like all these collaborative efforts that start to weave in. Um, and so imagining Michael Douglas helping, you know, Don Cheadle or Terrence Howard as they're going through the motions of Iron Man. And so ultimately, Tony becomes Iron Man once again. Um, but as you might have seen in the screenshot, an untimely quote unquote death or assassination leaves Rhodey to once again take on the helm. And so there was this huge storyline where Tony was seemingly killed. Um, it left everybody in shambles. The business was in shambles. Uh, so Rhodey was kind of like, he kind of grandfathered into the position of like, okay, well, you're his number one on the will and everything. He left everything to you. Wow. So he had to take it over. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. Uh, but long story short, you know, that the armor was port as was a, was a point of contention for for both of uh, Rhodey and Tony one way or another, and especially with each other. Like it, they, it almost started to weaponize what they would say to each other. Mm-hmm. Like Rhodey would be very um, kind of you know disgruntled and and almost like annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> that he had to take this on because Tony was such a yeah f up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And so um, eventually, Rhodey just splinters off on his own. All together, and then he takes the war machine armor as well, and that's when he really becomes his own hero as war machine, war machine, war machine. <laughs> and so, war machine debuted ten years after Rhodey became Iron Man, and that's fifteen years after he made his debut. Oh my god! And so, um, he becomes war machine in Avengers West Coast number ninety-four. That one. I did a quick price check. It goes for about 75 bucks for a 9.4. Still not as much as I expected, to be honest. And then a whopping $700 if you want it signed by, or if you want it pre-signed by Don Cheadle. There's one signed by Don Cheadle. Oh my gosh. Yeah, signature uh, series version uh, for, yeah, 700 bucks. So bumps it up. Uh, 10 times if it's signed by him, which is kind of funny because usually it, that's not the case. Um, but yeah, so that's that's basically Rhodey in the comics. Wow, in a nutshell. that is very like different because I was going to say how Rhodey and MCU came to be in the MCU. Yeah. I feel like he just kind of came into it. Like yeah. he was a friend of, of Tony's, mm-hmm. but he was not like his right hand man. Yeah. Like, his friend for sure. Close friend for sure, but yeah. never had intentions of like. Very professional. Yeah. I think I think that's maybe where they draw the parallels. Like they didn't want to come in. He didn't. Yeah. They didn't want to come into it, but yeah. they just found themselves into it. Exactly. Because right? now I have to help my friend out. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny, right? He like he has to. He's like ah, Tony, there goes Tony again, and he's like, yeah. well, I'm just gonna have to bail him out again. Yeah. In his own way, especially that scene in Iron Man Two, mm-hmm. I believe, like when they have that drunk fight in the in tony stark's yes. house yeah 
Um, and you have DJ AM DJing, <laughs> RIP. Right? Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot he was in the city. Yeah. And then he's like, Tony, take off this suit. He's like, no, you first. And then yeah. He's, he's like, burp, yep. burp. I love that sound. Burp, burp. Burp. It's like a poor man's I love it. pulsar sound right there. <laughs> Yeah, and and uh, yeah, that that was actually it was a pretty memorable moment too because like it's you know we saw a glimpse of that suit or what we yeah. believe is that suit in Iron Man One with Terrence Howard and, and just like you said next time baby. next time baby <laughs> <laughs> and so you finally see Rhodey wearing it in Iron Man Two during that scene and it is a very like dressed down version of the Iron Man suit which is basically it's all silver. Um, so it's very like, you know, it's it's a it's a model before the model. I think it's officially Mark II uh. in, in in Iron Man two. And so um yeah, so so of course, you know, doubling back, portrayed first by Terrence Howard and then Don Cheadle for seen in Iron Man two thousand eight. Oh my god. That's gosh. crazy. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. So how many? Years? Uh, that is about yeah, 15? 15 years. So he's going into the fifteen now. Well, he's a legacy character, character now. And he's a legacy character, <laughs> yeah. And so we last saw Rhodey, which I thought was funny because I didn't really thought, think about this until I was doing this homework. Last seen in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, twenty twenty one. Was it? Yeah, that was his last cameo. Didn't he win an award? <laughs> For best cameo. Yeah. He was like, I was on screen for two minutes. He's like, and he right. won an Emmy. And that was the only Emmy that series got. Was it an Emmy? I think it or was like I think it was, was. like one yeah, of those smaller, smaller awards. A very small yeah. Small, yeah, yeah. small, small, small like award. The fact that he won. But like the it's award. hilarious it's that he was hilarious. just nominated. Yeah, he was like, What? He's like, Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And really? So, that was the last one? That was the last one, unless you want to count the trailer for Secret Invasion. Okay, that's what that's what it was. That's mm, what it was. Yeah, probably, <laughs> I know. I was like, now nah, his brain is thinking of something. Yeah, it was the trailer for Secret Invasion. Um, yeah, so so let's take it back a little bit. So so how did you like or did you at all enjoy Terrence Howard as as Rhodey, the character? How were the differences to you? I think I liked his personality as as Colonel Rhodes for sure. Terrence. Terrence, yes. Mm. And then I think about it, because I think I've, I've thought about this before, of like yeah. Terrence as as Rhodey. I liked him as as Ro as Rhodey. Yeah. But then I mean maybe this is like recency bias and like now I can't see him ever kind of being playing that role in the suit. Yeah. Like when I imagine his face in the in that UI yeah. like helmet stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I could like see myself him interacting in that way and having those quips yeah, and those and like the w acting in that space. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not a bad actor, but I just don't see him mm -hmm. in, in, in there. A hundred percent. So I feel the same. Yeah. I, I, I think he makes a good roads. Yeah. And it was great too. And like you see that in Iron Man one for mm -hmm. sure. But to have the, physicality of war machine yeah i don't know if i could see that it's interesting right yeah and it's and it's even something at the time watching one and then being introduced to this new roadie almost instantaneously in number two where he comes into the courtroom yeah and you're like oh that's a different man <laughs> as like yeah. a completely different actor um it is interesting to think back and like thinking oh terrence howard did such a great job but then when you're introduced to john don Cheadle, who is like they're night and day as actors come right yeah terrence has a very like l not, i don't want to say lighthearted, but he's a little less 
he's he's more slack than Don Cheadle is, mm-hmm. at least when it comes to this role. Like Terrence almost felt like a party version of Rhodey. Sure. No, because he didn't even he didn't even skew younger to me. He just felt a little more loose. Sure. Overall, and so I feel like Don Cheadle, as Rhodey and as an actor, kind of has this like refined bravado about him where mm-hmm. he's sophisticated but he can still be funny and he can do the Thanos bit like choking out a small tiny yeah. bad titan <laughs> and it'd still be as funny as he can be super duper serious you know what I mean yeah and so yeah it's I had the same thought of like god what would have it what would have Terrence Howard look like you know Pulling up, if you see the metal, the metal comes up, and you see him in the full scale or in inside the helmet. Yeah, I just, I couldn't. Yeah, I I couldn't imagine it very well. Okay, and and I'll tell you, even reading these comics, because at first when I first watched, uh, rewatched Iron Man one, I was like, you know, like Terrence did an incredible job. He does really feel like comic book roadie, especially when it comes to the eighties nineties version. Mm-hmm. But I found myself the more I read the more I heard Don Cheadle. Sure. Like in every panel, I That's heard fair. Don Cheadle. Yeah. I was like, ah. And, and you know, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to say he's better, but I just feel like Don Cheadle. Just took over the role. Yeah, he yeah. really did. Um, yeah, so so the last time we saw him was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But, but real quick, let's go through the key moments. So he's introduced as Colonel Rhodes, mm-hmm. which is Terrence Howard's role. He played a much bigger role in Iron Man 2, as we saw. And somewhere in between the films, he's promoted from Lieutenant Colonel to Straight Up Colonel. Yeah. So um, uh, so that happens, I guess, from the success of the first film or whatever. And yeah. Like he got promoted. Um, and then there's Civil War, of course, which the whole, you know, Stark versus The Accords Cap thing, and, yeah. And then the vision issue and him being, you know grounded <laughs> shot, shot out, out of the, the sky. sky um and then you know loot like spinal injury yeah uh, which leads to him being paralyzed for a bit and then re- recuperating by the end of the film yeah um and then of course later he's then a survivor of the snap when it comes to thanos and he's oh, uh, yeah, huh? yeah he was a survivor so he he aged the five years <laughs> um to then seeing him where we last saw him, Falcon and Winter Soldier, he's in the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum in Washington with uh, Sam. Crazy. Yeah. So, and it is interesting. He's always been in this professional. He's always in his uh, his Air Force suit. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Uh, fixing other people's problems, <laughs> left and right, and yeah. always being that like voice. Yes, exactly. Of, the voice. Yeah, thing. he's always the voice and the, the the vote of confidence. I feel for a lot of characters. Um, yeah, do you have any favorite moments between any of those films? Like, what is your prime war machine moment? Oh, Iron Man 2 easily in the dome. Yeah. Uh, when they fight the robots. Oh, really? Interesting. And I think, I think that moment too, and it was really good because yeah. someone, I mean, they say it on Twitter too, of like, that moment was really good. There was no music playing. It was just them fighting the robots. Yeah. And then... It's all that metal, that yeah, metal yeah, ASMR. Yeah. The guns. <laughs> and he's like, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah, you like that? And he's yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, that's really fun. And then like, yeah. and then he's, uh, and then Tony's like, he Rhodey, get down. And yeah. he lasers all of them in one yeah, go. Yeah. And then he's like, 
you couldn't start with that. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, sorry, buddy. It's a one-time use. And, And those are moments, especially those movies are like, moments that made me think god i miss tony stark yeah <laughs> really miss tony stark he was fantastic but he was too good you know yeah. what i mean like to have him keep going yeah he's just too good he had to go he had to he go. had to die people <laughs> he <laughs> had to die oh my god i said what Just. i said <laughs> and i will die on this hill <laughs> much like natasha roman i'll Oh my God! He threw in a Vormir joke. Uh, 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 the chaos. Your ah. <laughs> Elmo in the fire. Ah, <laughs> oh God. So from there, <laughs> we're gonna jump into powers and paraphernalia. And so, um, you know, it goes without saying, Rhodey is completely, hundred percent, a natural human being in both the comics as well as in the films. Uh, but he's very much also an experienced Marine trained in both armed and unarmed combat, skilled aviator, and in aviation engineering. And so, yeah, like we said before, um, he was part of Stark's, you know, entourage of sorts. And he piloted and he's also part of, you know, different uh, aviation uh, departments and, and, and the like. Um, in the suit, however... War Machine has got a pretty great suite of uh, enhancements, including but not limited to superhuman strength, speed and durability, uh, flight, power cells, energy conversion, power recharge. Mm -hmm. So that's that whole solar power thing that they redistribute and all Uh that good stuff. Got it. Um, Self-contained life support system and environmental protection, which is pretty rad. Um, Didn't. Didn't it resuscitate Tony at one point? Which one? The the Iron Man, the Mark. Like, wasn't he? Oh man! Yeah, didn't it jumpstart his heart or something? If something, maybe. God, what was that? I forget. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, repulsor rays, Unibeam, which is one of the favorites from the video game. Unibeam. Um, <laughs> lasers, magnetism, which. Goes without saying, of course. Uh, the Gatling gun, rocket launcher, and miniature heat-seeking missiles for starters. I love the miniature missiles. That that's also one of my favorite things about the Mandalorian. How they have this like tiny like, pew, but then it like blows up into exponential uh, bombastic blasts. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, while we haven't seen all of these to the T in the MCU, um, they're clearly present one way or another. And of course, War Machine, um, you know, it's it's got so much more baggage to it, which mm-hmm. we're gonna roll right into aesthetic as far as that goes. And so initially in the books, Rhodey first wore the Iron Man suit, um, donning the Iron Man Mark IV in the comics and two in the MCU, like we mentioned before. Um, and then, of course, naturally, uh, the War Machine armor was created by Tony for use by Rhodey. So as a result, it bears unmistakable likeness to the Iron Man marks. Um, but they're often bigger, bulkier, and slower. And so, yeah, like, you know, in Iron Man 2, for instance, when when Justin Hammer has outfitted the Iron Man mark and, mm-hmm. and changed it, he's added all these you know, heavy art- artillery yeah. to the suit. It's just so obnoxious. It's obnoxious. <laughs> it's like 100%. Like, what is this in the comics? And he's got, like, cannons and giant guns. And, and you know, like, one of the supers in Marvel vs. Capcom is, like, Rhodey pulls out this giant, 
like thing and it's got like a hundred missiles on it. Yeah. It's a big old barrage. Um, But yes, you know, that's just what makes the character that and Iron Man so much more superior by a rule Mm -hmm. because he's lighter, faster. Yeah. Everything more powerful because War Machine's kind of, he's kind of a tank. It's a tank versus a... Yeah, a flying tank. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) he's literally a flying tank. So do you think you're ready for... Uh, a quick pop quiz. It's not too involved. I never am, but <laughs> here we go. It's a comic-based one. I'll tell you that much. And so, do you want to take a stab at how many suits Rhodey has in the comics? Oh, man. If you guys want to go back to the first episode in Iron Man, well, the Iron Man episode. Goat. <laughs> oh, God. Incredible Die job. asked me how many... How many suits does Iron Man have in so the MCU? Insane. And I got it on the money. <laughs> so, and you barely like thought you barely gave it. Thought. And I've never been good at pop quizzes oh since because that was the peak. You started out <laughs> too strong, <laughs> too strong. In the comics, in how the many comics. does War Machine War have? Machine. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So just think a little more humble. Let's just say that i mean maybe i like humble could be like he has five and then <laughs> i could be like the most wrong <laughs> like iron man probably has like bagillions yeah and it's jillions pretty, it's pretty it's pretty it's hefty it's night and day it yeah yeah it, okay all right i'm gonna throw out <laughs> i feel like it's minuscule but i also feel like I mean, in the comics, are they really like trying to upgrade him like every time? I'm going to go 12. That is incorrect. Of course it is. Do you think it's higher or lower? Let's go there. I think it's higher. It's actually lower. Ah! (laughs) You were actually closer with five. Wow. Yeah. In the comics, there are only seven war machine marks. Compared to Tony's incomparable amount of like, you know. That's what I'm saying. See, they always, yeah. it's, it's the comic book questions that throw me off because numbers just don't numbers. exist. Yeah. So so in the comics, uh, you know, War Machine has several armors, uh, some of which include the Iron Patriot armor, the Eidolon war wear, mm. hollow armor, and Sentinel Squad armor, um, which, by the way, uh, he has... He was even once part once part cyborg in the comics, which kind of unfurled in a weird way. So what happened is that it I don't think that they actually fleshed out the story, but it's almost like an in-betweener, like something happened to Rhodey. I believe it was after Civil War. Um, he was incapacitated to the point where he lost his limbs. And so he he looked like cyborg from DC. He uh, he was outfitted with, you know, the war machine suit, but he had half of his face was kind of cyborged out. It was definitely a different time. But, you know, long story short, it involved clones. It involved Norman Osborn. We've heard that song and dance before. We're not going into that. <laughs> but, you know, of course, in the MCU, we've only seen Rhodey don the Iron Patriot armor um, of those previously mentioned from comics, which made its debut in Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. And then, fun fact: in the comics, the Iron Patriot suit made its debut in the Gambit series of all series. Oh wow! Yeah, I remember this cover very distinctly, and it's like Iron uh, Iron Patriot, like and Gambit, like going head to head. And I was like, "What is this?" And it's interesting because the Iron Patriot suit in the comics came to be at all because the movie did it. So mm. they were. It's an, one of those rare instances where they're like, "Oh, 
that's a cool idea. We're going to put it in the comics so that people will go, oh, okay, cool. Great. Awesome. Um, and so uh, if you scroll down our little doc here, I do have a, a picture yes. that features all six of the currently known War Machine marks. Um, do you have a favorite of any of those? I think it's between, I think the one in Iron Man 2 or Infinity War. Oh, the Infinity War one is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think uh, when I think of Rhodey and Infinity War, I mm-hmm. think of when they're at, at the Battle of Wakanda mm-hmm. um, and he's firing at any or any or all people. Yeah. Or one of those things coming those in. Space dogs. Space dogs. <laughs> Come here, space, space dogs. <laughs> and then he's just firing. He's he's like, he's like hold up, Sam. Yeah. I got some for you. And it's like a... <laughs> I'm here for the sound effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're, and the weird thing is, is that I I barely remember even seeing this last suit as much as it's probably in there. It was just that he's so he there's so many characters yeah. that you just almost never see him specifically. Yeah. Um but yeah, it is bulked up and stuff. So I wonder how, you know, moving forward are they gonna are they gonna tune him down? Yeah, like what is he gonna look like? Yeah, what is he I mean, look and like? we've only seen him in human form recently. Exactly. So. We've not seen him in the suit since Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. So that's kind of wild. So I know it's very quick, but this one is definitely more up your alley. Pop quiz. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when <laughs> I feel like I feel like you might have almost answered this already. When did Rhodey first officially don the war machine armor in the MCU? And this could be a trick question. Um, it was in when um, he was saving the president. And then uh, he was saving the president. And I think it was, I think, was it during Killian or whatever? Oh, yeah. He's like, bring me the president. They go to that secret lair. Um, he pops out of the suit and it's him popping out. He does a flying punch. Uh-huh. And then he's like, because he's putting the like the the hand yeah. to the to the to the heart to the to the thing, and then he's like burning him. He's like, he's like, all right, you asked for it, bah. Am I wrong? Isn't that Iron Man three? Iron Man three, yes. Did he not have War Machine in Iron was Man two? Man 3? Oh, oh, yeah, God. it's Iron Man three, I think. So I Iron think. Man two was then. Oh, when the when the during the fight then, the See, DJ this fight. Is where it's a, this is where it's a trick question. So. Yes, you're right, and yes, not entirely correct. I don't know why I get Iron I Man two and three mixed up. <laughs> I mean, it's it, for War Machine. It's totally fair because I feel like the, it all blurs together. Yeah. Um, for so the Iron Man Iron Man Mark two, which is the silver suit that Rhodey first wears in Iron Man two, is during the DJ AM scene in the party, and which is again very cool. And then the official first time they actually unveil the war machine suit is when uh, they're having the Stark. Um, what do you call it? Oh, the Stark Expo. The Stark Expo, and Hammer is on stage presenting all the new drones. Yes. That Whiplash has created, and then oh, and that's comes when he debuted. Yeah, yeah, the new war machine. Da, da, da. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
pretty iconic because he was just like very unenthusiastically like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's technically the first time. Yeah. I think you were thinking Iron Man 3. I it was. feels like Iron Man 3. Yeah. Um, but well done. You did most Yay. of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> um, and so for Rhodey, when it comes to family, friends, and affiliations, we're not going to get too nitty gritty with this section at all, uh, to be perfectly honest, because you know what? They haven't really tapped into any of that stuff for Rhodey when it comes to the MCU. So you know, to have a balanced conversation here, I just wanted to you know tackle the obvious, which is Tony Stark, uh, aka Iron Man. Um, you know, we mentioned at the top of the show, Rhodey, Rhodey had humble beginnings as Tony's private pilot. Um, and his importance just drew grander in this grand scheme of things, you know, with each issue, each year. Um, I had this, I have this screenshot that I wanted to show you. It's from the Invincible Iron Man number 144. And it's, it's like a, it's a half, half issue. Mm -hmm. And the second half, it's like a special bonus. Never before revealed Shellhead's first adventure in Vietnam. (laughs) It's like he and Rhodey, you have to remember back in the day, Iron Man and Tony Stark were not known to be the same person. Yes. So Iron Man was Tony Stark's, you know, his, uh, what do you call it? His, his protector, his bodyguard of sorts. And so it, this this story essentially takes place in Vietnam. Rhodey is on the ground. He's he's in the terrain. He's in the jungle. Uh-huh. And he encounters, you know, Iron Man. And he's like, do you know if Tony's okay? And he's like, oh, yes, Tony is oh, fine. he's the best. He is he's the- amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And so during one part, I think, I can't, I think Rhodey, he broke his arm and his leg or he, he sprung his ankle or something. <laughs> And uh, Iron Man, instead of doing what he would do in the movies, which is like fly around with him or fix it on the spot, uh-huh. he's like, "Get on my back! I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback you." So I wanted to show you this just because it's so absurd. So, <laughs> so by this point, they're already starting to build the friendship between uh. Iron Man and Rhodey, so that he's like trusting him and trusting. Yes. Him. And then, of course, you know, like all things. You know, Tony finally reveals like, oh, I am Iron Man. And Rhodey, very much like Don Cheadle would in the films, is like, nah, really? <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. You know, like he he put it together himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, you know, Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, portrayed by Robert Downing Jr. Goat! Um, per Wikipedia, uh, Rhodey, quote unquote, flew 138 combat missions before becoming a liaison between the military's Department of Acquisitions and Stark Industries. So again, that's kind of where their meeting point is. They're they're running in the same groups, and um, I, I can just imagine the conversations that Tony and and Rhodey would have. Like, oh, come on, Rhodey, come mm-hmm. on, Rhodes, just let me, just let me do this. And then Rhodes reluctantly letting Tony get away with murder. Uh, literally, unfortunately, sometimes. Um, but yeah, you know, their their relationship in the movies is awesome. I think they did a a very good um, job selling their friendship. Um, do you think Don Cheadle was better with the chemistry than Ter- Terrence Howard? I want to agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. Kind of like, you know, yeah. unmatched and comprehensible at this point. I feel like, I almost feel like Terrence had a combative, almost 
like they almost had this weird comp- comp- um, competitive vibe about them in sure. a way that wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. Right. I mean, it could be that it could be because Terrence didn't get the chance to, you know, build that chemistry and relationship. But then I think everyone knows like the story on like why, you know, tell t- us why Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> why Terrence Howard kind of didn't get the se- get, yeah. get asked back. Yeah. Well, I mean, long story short. Yeah. Terrence Howard wanted to get the same amount of money that yeah. RDJ was getting to, for playing Iron Man. You know what was wild? Because I, I knew that much, right? And then the whole, like, well, he got offered less for the second film, which is like, okay, well, which sucks. Like, I heard he was reportedly offered 40000 or not 40000 400000 sure. maybe. But he got more than, I was going to call him Tony, he got more than RDJ in the first film. Like, RDJ got the the smaller paycheck which is crazy yeah because at the time terrence right. howard is a bigger name exactly but this was also like a redeem thing for for rdj for rdj so yeah. if it works out cool yeah. if it doesn't no love like no problem okay it's yeah, fine yeah, yeah so i think he got 1.2 or something for the first film and then they pulled him down to 400 and then they uh, like, tripled yeah. rdj uh, so i guess that's part of the contention of it sure. all is like that but but yeah you know i i think uh i think don really nailed it yeah and and also like in a weird way seamlessly brought the chemistry together yeah it didn't feel forced. It didn't yeah. feel like... And then it kind of comes to like full fruition of their friendship um, mm-hmm. when he, when Tony dies yeah. in Endgame. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, not to go too quick on a side tangent, but you can see like the three different relationships when Tony dies. Yeah. Uh, you can see like where their relationships are like at for all three of them. So the first one was, first one was Rhodey, right? Yep. First one was Rhodey. All he does is he puts his hand on Tony's shoulder yeah. and doesn't say a word. And he's I like, because he's he, at the end of the day, Rhodey is a soldier and they fight and they're friends, but he knows what Tony did because he knew what he had to do and he did it because he had to. Mm-hmm. And so he just looks at him, gives him a look of like, you've done good. Like, yeah. like, oh man. Mm-hmm. And then you have Spidey that comes in. He's like, like just dying like yeah. crying he's yeah. like hype he's like he's like we did it like no we're good like you can get yeah. up right like he's the acting like a, he's acting like a teenage a kid mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. seeing a father figure like die right? and he's like no we're good like mm-hmm. you, he's seeing his hero mm-hmm. die in front of his eyes mm-hmm. and you have pep who was who just acceptance who, who just accepted it yeah. was like we're good now. Yeah. Thank you. You can rest. Now. Yeah. Oh, it always every kills time. Me. Every time. Every time. So I think when you see that, you see how you, I like. I, at least for me, when I saw it. Yeah. I saw like the whole like tenure of Rhodey and Tony's um, yeah. relationship yeah. across the whole MCU. Hundred percent. Hundred percent agreed. Um, yeah, and so you know, I didn't again. I didn't go too too into the weeds with this. The Avengers, of course, they're all, you know. It's a by proxy thing because of Iron Man. Rhodey is exposed to all these other superheroes and and heroes alike and and personalities. But stand out, a hundred percent. Tony Stark is like his main man. Like he doesn't yeah. really have any other confidants that he like constantly and regularly um, is is seen with. Aside from I guess Sam now, like that's the most yeah. that I've actually seen him interact with anybody that wasn't Tony. Uh, so yeah, it's an interesting uh, balance there. 
Um, <laughs> so love interest. This one's this one's gonna be a fun little miniature ride. So while Rhodey's romances are far and few between when it comes to the comic books, he had a couple that are worth mentioning. Uh, kicking off with an honorable mention for a woman named Ray Lacoste. And so, long story short, she was a hairdresser that first dated Tony, and then she dated Rhodey. <laughs> And uh, but the interesting bit wasn't so much that uh, that that route that she took as a character, but this character, Ray, in general, she was initially pitched to be the next Madame Mask, which is mm. a character we've talked about in our our Hawkeye episodes. Um, and then they were like, oh, no, no, scrub that, scrub that. <laughs> we're going to make her Scott Lang's ex-wife. Oh, my gosh. And then they were like, scrub that, scrub that. <laughs> they never went anywhere with it. And then she just eventually just falls out of the picture entirely. But I, it was an interesting backstory for her. She does not have an MCU counterpart. So whether or not we'll see her in Secret Invasion or Armor Wars, who knows? We'll see when we see, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but a character that we are familiar with that we just recently covered in episode 51, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Um, so again, you know, we're just going to rehash what we said there. Uh, Carol begun, you know, pursuing Rhodey as far back as 2014 in the Captain Marvel series itself in the comic books. Um, Rhodey died in Civil War II, uh, and then Carol and Tony went head-to-head -head as, as the new Captain, you know, America versus Iron Man. Um, the, 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 the end game, not, no pun intended, is that it left Stark in a coma, and then he eventually died in that storyline. But, uh, <laughs> like all great comic book characters, um... Their relationship status seems to be a little bit in limbo. I, I don't think they've addressed it in recent years or recent times, at least. Um, whereas in the MCU, <laughs> they've never addressed it at all. They they don't seem interested in one another um, romantically. They they've barely crossed paths in in the you know the the um, our uh, Infinity War and Endgame films. I remember um, that exchange though. A little. Yeah, that one exchange. I remember. That's he said, like, "Hey, had. Supergirl, we're all about that super stuff too." Where were you? <laughs> where were you all this time? I love Don Cheadle. Man. There's a lot of other galaxies, yeah. the universes out there. Unfortunately, they don't have, they don't have you. you. <laughs> I know. Both of them had like delivered those lines very crisp and like it sounded so natural. Yeah. Even though they're talking about insane things. Yeah. Like cosmic, you know. <laughs> um. But uh, but yeah, so there's no there no, doesn't seem to be any any setup for for them, which fine, that's fine. I don't think it needs to happen, to be honest. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I think Rhodey is compelling as a character without a romantic interest. I think he's one of those rarities where you don't really have to dive into any of that. Um, but I did want to cover uh, one particular love interest that Rhodey had in the comics uh, by the name of Marcy Pearson. So, uh, Marcy was Tony's West Coast public relations chief Ooh. who had a wealth of stake in the company after he died. So, again, uh, around 280, late 80s of um, Iron Man comics, he passed away. He seemingly passed away, left Rhodey all of his stuff. Um, and I wanted to show you this page because it is like truly one of the most ice cold... <laughs> pages i've ever seen in comic books so so again so marcy was like you know like uh, a, a, an important person in stark industries and so 
throughout the entirety of of Stark's death and and how Rhodey was grieving, she was like, "You don't need to be CEO. I don't think you should take this job. You don't need it. Let me do it. Let me take the reins." And and Rhodey was like, for a minute, he was like, "Okay, yeah, no, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right." And then I wanted to show you this. So cold, cold, ice cold. Yeah. He calls her up in the middle of the night. Huh. And he just straight up is like, what does he say? He says, Marcy, it's Jim. I've made up my mind. You're fired. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he hangs up. And then he goes, you know, I'm starting to like this job. Wow, that's insane. Ice cold, just like, you're fired. And so he 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 leaves her be. So she, um, so unfortunately, <laughs> hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, right? So of course. What, what, <laughs> what it comes down to is that after Rhodey's drop the mic moment, Marcy attempted to get revenge on him by, you guessed it, pinning Tony's death on Rhodey. So she started to pull together all this evidence and falsify this evidence oh to make it gosh. look like Rhodey killed him for the company, for the war machine armor, all that stuff. And so later on when when it's it's revealed that Tony was actually in cryostasis, um he he gets on the horn with Marcy and he's like, Hey Mars, just want just wanna have a talk with you. Come on into my office. I want to talk about this whole roadie thing. And she's like, Oh yeah, about that. And it's funny because in the issue, they in the the narrative bubble, it's like moments late moments and an insane uh what is it a ridiculous ramble later oh god so she's just like oh Going yeah on, yeah yeah she's doing that thing and then he just goes oh yeah so so how about how about you tell me about your relationship with and then he just unfurls the entire thing that she tried to pull on him wow and then he also doubled down and he's like well it's nice seeing you and then the F- fbi comes in they take her away because wow. she was she tried to kill him. Um so boom, she's arrested. No more Marcy. That's <laughs> and so there's crazy. There's no MCU counterpart for this character. Kind of interested to see it. <sighs> but there's no Tony. Honestly, that's now. a great armor war story. It is, yeah, right? Like <laughs> there's there's no Tony, right? But it is reminiscent of kind of like Dr. Ross, uh, Dr. Ross, Agent Ross yeah. and Val in a weird way, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It's kind of reminiscent of that, but but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if we see anything as far as romantic counterparts go. Um, and then when it comes to adversaries, uh, again, I didn't want to get too crazy on this because even still, all of the the villains that we've had, we've seen Rhodey go up against are mm-hmm. all Tony's. Tony's folks that he just kind of gets looped into. So uh, very quickly, Justin Hammer, portrayed by Sam Rockwell, who's fantastic in that role, also a candidate for Iron Man, right? Is that Justin Hammer? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whereas in the comic books, uh, Justin was a British industrialist and direct competition to Tony Stark and Stark Industries, uh, which was also referred to as Stark Enterprises, by the way, in the comics. Um, funny enough, Hammer was a big part of the story arc in the late 80s known as the Armor Wars, uh, which I feel is like, it's kind of like an amalgamation um, of the, it's got a, it pulls a lot of stuff from the films that we've seen already and, and um, 
in the comics is very reminiscent of that. So like, again, with Easter eggs, right? They've pulled all these different elements from Armor Wars in the books and put it into the films in a one way or another. Um, and so, yeah, again, Justin wasn't so much of an adversary um, as much as who he actually introduced, uh, who is Ivan Antonovich Vanko, aka Whiplash, mm-hmm. portrayed by Mickey Rourke. Again, another one of those actors where I'm like, Oh yeah, they're in the MCU. That's what I'm saying. They got like big, big name actors wow. during that phase they one really going into two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Heavy hitter. Um, and in the MCU, uh, uh, Whiplash was a Russian physicist and the son of a disgraced scientist uh, by the name of Anton Vankel. Um, he created his own arc reactor, uh, pretty genius. And ultimately turned Hammer's own drones against him as well as the war machine suit, which I thought was pretty clever. I, I loved, forgot he did that. I loved Iron Man too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved it was it. really, really good. People, I remember once again, as people always are, they were upset that he didn't look like he did in the comics. I think that's like a, yeah. it's a broken record, you know? It's like so, no one ever looks like. Yeah. And if they did, geez. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it was based off of one character poster. And it was the one where it's it's whiplash and he just has the arc reactor and then the, the you know, the, what do you call them? <laughs> the things. The whiplash thing. The whips. People were upset that you could, like, he was in a full suit, which of course he gets later in the uh, movie. Yeah, because of, he stole the technology. Exactly. I was like, uh, yeah. it's the same. It, short story is that it has not changed over the last 20 years. Um, so in the comic books, uh, he is, he's a little bit different. He's got a little difference there. Uh, his name is Anton Igorovich Vanko, um, aka Whiplash. And he was instead a young Russian scientist whose village was invaded by someone weaponizing a stolen Iron Man suit. So his revenge in the comics is quite similar in that, like in the MCU, it was more like, Oh, he killed my father. I want to kill him. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. typical. Yeah. And in the comics, it was like, oh, he ruined my village. And then he seeks to get revenge. And it's it wasn't Tony, but, you know, but, you know, it, it comes, trickles down. And then, of course, you know, Thanos, some dude named Thanos <laughs> by Josh, you know, portrayed by Josh Brolin. And, uh, you know, again, tale as old as time. He, uh, you know, he gets grandfathered into this mess. <laughs> And uh, we all know what happened there. Um, and so, you know, some of some other uh, of War Machine's biggest adversaries in the comics who have made MCU appearances. Now, this is going to be a trip because, like, a lot of these characters either have phased out mm-hmm. or they just haven't intersected. But these are some of War Machine's adversaries in the comic books. And they include Obadiah Stane, mm-hmm. okay. who's in the first film. Yes. The Mandarin, who is in the third film. Yes. Ultron. Eric Killmonger. Wow. Titania, <laughs> which is a fun one. Norman Osborn, Ghost, and Kang the Conqueror. Wow. So, <laughs> of those, uh, I feel like Kang might be <laughs> the standout, that potential. You know, like he could go toe-to-toe with Kang at some point. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, as for other versions and in other media, so there are quite a few interesting variants when it comes to uh, War Machine. 
Um, in addition to James Rhodes, more than 10 different people have taken on the War Machine helm in alternate realities, including Tony Stark, Dum Dum Duggan. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know. Frank Castle. Um, that one's a wild one. And even Thaddeus Ross. Thunderbolt. That's crazy. Yeah, Thunderbolt's all over the place in the comics, dude. Red Hulk. <laughs> um, and then, of course, another man by the name of Parnell Jacobs temporarily took on the War Machine armor. Uh, the two of them, they actually had a relationship. They served in the military together. Um, but uh, Jacobs was discharged. Um, he became a mercenary and then utilized the armor himself rather than sell it so he was like i'm gonna take all these weapons you know what i'm gonna keep that suit and i'm gonna use it for myself <sighs> so yeah we all know how that goes um and then as for animation like i mentioned at the top of the show <laughs> you know he's been in a, in a number of video games and animation but the standout role for me was you know he was played by uh the late great james avery in the 1993 animated series mm -hmm. Uncle Phil, not Uncle Carl. There you go. <laughs> and then um, another version of Rhodey, which is of interest to, to mention, is the Rhodey of Earth 32938 appeared in What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark? We can't forget that one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Don Cheadle voiced him there. And spoiler alert, What If is remarkably dark. So this Rhodey ended up dying along with T'Challa. <laughs> Killed by Killmonger and his initiative to pit America and Wakanda against one Oh, yeah, Killmonger did not another. care in that yeah, episode. Yeah, that episode blew my mind. I mean, they all did. Really. Yeah. They're all like, what is happening? But that one's messed up. I think Pepper, Pe Pepper was in it too, right? Yes. And she died too, yeah. right? <sighs> Dark. Before I move on to the future, I, I, I want to get this one note of Don Cheadle. Yes. Every time I think of Don Cheadle and it's not... And it's not War Machine or Rhodey. Yeah. It's Captain Planet. Oh, my God. Of all <laughs> Tell me you know you remember that. I do. I do. <laughs> Captain Planet. Painful. Oh, my gosh. Pain. <laughs> that is the best thing. I mean, didn't it resurface like last year? It did. Two? I think he did. Uh, I forget what um, what interview it is, but he did the uh, Don Cheeto breaks down his most iconic characters. Yeah. yeah. And I think Captain Planet. Um, was one of them and he was literally like he was like yeah like i don't know it was kind of like this thing for funny or die yeah and i think he he didn't know what the script was he thought it was a voiceover oh how funny. at first i think and oh, then he's no. like nope so you're gonna get into this and he's just like yo what <laughs> and then he was like all right i'll too. do it i'm here yeah. you know contractually obligated or whatever i think yeah. and then it Too ended late. up just taking a life of its own and, and it's, it's so like, such an iconic thing it is it really is like though. yeah <laughs> I, I remember, I mean, not nearly as funny as that, but I I very fondly remember him first from Hotel Rwanda. I don't know if you've seen yeah. that. Yeah. I thought he was... Didn't he win an Oscar for I that? Think he, I think he did. If not, or he nominated. was definitely nominated. Yeah, definitely nominated. I thought he was absolutely fantastic in that movie. He's, he's been in the game a long time. He really time. has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, major props from the get-go from that guy. Um, so, when he joined the MCU, I was like, ah, <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, still glad to have him. But, yeah. So, speaking of the future of the character in the MCU, uh, with Secret Invasion and Armor Wars in the horizon, I mm -hmm. mean, shoot. So, so... Yeah, what, what do we think? Do we have any predictions? I have zero. I have zero. Aside from the fact that maybe he's a scroll. 
Oh, God. <laughs> it's like Spider-Man yeah. uh, Far From Home all over again. Yeah, exactly, right? Shoot. Um, I mean, obviously, we know he's making a cameo appearance in there. Yep. Obviously, we know Armor Wars is on the horizon of either of either filming or or whatever. Yeah. I forget. I just hope we get to see him, you know, kick butt in the suit again, you I know, agree, yeah. and then but also maybe have like an intricate story, um, you know, that talks about him rather than just him fighting alongside people but it's a story mm-hmm. within him yeah like again like yeah you know like of all the characters that we've even discussed like the, there's not much to yeah, roadie's like, actual personal like we story don't know yet. like we we got falcon winter soldier where we figure we find like we, we figure slowly we slowly figure out how the how the quote-unquote death yeah. of, of of steve affects both of them mm-hmm. you know but how about we get like when we get out armor wars like yeah. we we f- slowly figure out like how the death of Tony is affecting Rhodey. Yeah. You know, yeah, and exactly. then you can throw in, I, I know, I think um, Riri Williams is supposed to be. Say, right? So then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like now it's like you're switching roles of like you had Tony mentoring Spidey. Mm-hmm. Now you have Rhodey mentoring um, Riri. Riri, even yeah. though technically Riri is like the smarter of the two, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Yeah. Not quote unquote, but she is technically. Yeah. But she's just super young. But, you know, like I think that would be like a cool like thing to play off of but i think mostly trying to see like how the death of tony is affecting roadie because we haven't really tapped into that and i think that'd be very beneficial yeah. for the character of roadie and then expanding mm-hmm. you know don Cheadle as as more machine yeah absolutely well said can't even top that not even <laughs> a little <laughs> ditto <laughs> and so um i wanted to just feel like you know note a fun fact about armor armor wars so you know i kind of mentioned up mentioned it earlier um armor wars itself was a seven issue arc within the iron man title and it was cover dated 1987 through 1988 with issues 225 to 232 and so um it's referred to as the stark wars (laughs) <laughs> Star Wars instead of Star Wars um, in the comic itself. And the premise is basically about uh, an adversary named Spymaster who um, is revealed to have stolen Tony's precious Stark technology. Um, and so the, the story itself includes Scott Lang, who Tony enlists to help him, uh, as well as old pal Justin Hammer <laughs> as a primary adversary. And Rhodey is not listed as a main player at all when it comes wow. to armor wars. So it's it's kind of like a civil war situation where it might bear some some resemblance to the story, but other than the name of it, mm-hmm. it might not really have anything to correlate with as far as the source material goes. Um, but one of our favorite topics here on this show almost was... And so... Uh, Tracking with many of the MCU's unexpected gems, it was revealed in 2021, very recently, that Anthony Mackie had even auditioned for the role of Rhodey as War Machine. And he didn't make the final cut, but six months later, he landed the coveted role of Sam Wilson, (laughs) a.k.a. Falcon. So it's another one of the situations where like, you're not quite right for that one, yeah. but we got something for you. Don't worry. Um, what could have been? Yeah. And then lest we forget, Don Cheadle was given two solid hours <laughs> to decide if he wanted to be roadie or not. 
um, after they decided to not move forward with yeah. Terrence Howard. Yeah. That. And then I was reading like more about it and he was like, they phoned him and it was his kid's birthday party. So he was being dad at his kid's birthday party and Marvel was like, so we'll give you one hour. And then he was like, yo, it's my kid's birthday. And they're right. like, we'll give you two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so wild it's to me. It's insane, man. Yeah, it's so wild. And then, of course, ultimately, thankfully, he accepted the role. Uh, I wonder if they would have gone to uh, to Anthony Mackie if he said no, but I guess we'll never know. I guess know. we'll never know. Yeah. Uh, some suggested reading. So, um, the, you know, War Machine is, is definitely one of the characters I'm not so well-versed in, but I can say that uh, I did enjoy... 2008's War Machine solo series by Greg Pak with artist Leonardo Manco and uh, J. David Ramos. Related. Nice. Maybe. <laughs> um, this prov- this story provides not only a look into Cyborg Rhodey, as I mentioned earlier, um, but also a glimpse back at Rhodey's uh, childhood origins, uh, as well as, you know, the Dark Reign arc that's included in that. Um, you know, like... We didn't go into it at all, but, you know, of course, you know, growing up as a young black man, um, he experienced some some unfortunate incidents uh, in society and he got bullied as a kid and, and he always overcame everything, which was really uh, admirable about the character. Um, 2006's Civil War and 2016's Civil War II, for obvious reasons. Um, there's a lot going on on both of those titles and arcs uh, for all of the heroes, but especially Rhodey. Um, he's he's pretty, you know, uh, integral to, to mm-hmm. those storylines. And then, of course, you can't go wrong with the classics. So, again, you know, the original Iron Man runs, uh, the the old 70s through the 90s for more Rhodey, especially. It's so interesting to see how he looked different during the different eras. Right? Yeah. Like his first appearance, he was very traditional 70s look. And then by the 90s, he's got like a sick fade. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they drew, they okay. drew it in. And uh, you got to love the decades. So uh, that said, that's the end of the show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Woo. Uh, hey. Next episode, we got ourselves a traditional mini marvel. Oh, exciting. So fun. So be sure to send us your questions or comments that you would like included in that. Um, and then... Our next major, 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 major character study after that is none other than the deadliest woman in the galaxy. Gamora, finally. Who? Gamora. <laughs> Who is Gamora? Where? Where? Why? A We Are Groot salute to Sherry, Andrea, Jenny, Laura, Tyler, Ariel, Ed, Robin, Jolis, the Arachnid, Melanie, Katie, Andrew, Eve, Nats, Ashley, and Claire. Woo! Follow us on social STRKC and TRST. And if you like what you hear, review, rate, and subscribe. Once again, guys, thanks for listening. And we will catch you in the next one. See ya. Bye. Bye. Are you Tony Stank? Yes, this is this is Tony Stank. You're in the right place. Thank you for that. Never dropping that, by the way. Table for one, Mr. Stank. Please, by the bathroom. (laughs)